Welcome back to We Dig Tennessee, everybody. I'm Chapter President Matt Mingus, uh, here to bring you week two of the Toolbox Talk contest for Safe Digging Month. I want to say thank you to everybody for participating last week. Uh, we had a pretty good turnout. I I'm happy to see that. Um, you know, everybody make sure you share this with as many people as you can. You know, we're doing this so that everybody can get a little more information on what Safe Digging is and Safe Digging Month here in Tennessee. You know, Governor Lee officially declared this Safe Digging Month, so what's support the governor and let's support our industry in supporting this and i also want to say thank you to thompson cat for the wonderful prize last week that wonderful cat cooler uh thank you trace and the guys out there at thompson machinery for for supplying that that, that was pretty awesome uh i'll go ahead and give you guys a disclaimer right now i am recording this one from home so if you hear some background noise it's the kids the one of them's napping but the youngest and the oldest are awake behind me so Hopefully they'll be quiet, but anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into this week's toolbox talk. Uh, what excavators need to know about the dig law? State law requires that Tennessee 811 be contacted anytime excavation is going to take place. Excavation is defined as the movement, placement, or removal of earth, rock, or materials in or on the ground by the use of mechanized equipment or blasting. In Tennessee, locate requests should be submitted three working days, 72 hours, excluding weekends and holidays, prior to excavation taking place. The one-call ticket will then be valid for 15 days. If the excavation will take longer than 15 days, the ticket must be updated 72 hours prior to its expiration date, excluding weekends and holidays. Uh, once you have obtained an 811 ticket number, be sure to check the positive response system online or in the Tennessee 811 mobile app to see how the utilities in your area of excavation have responded. You can begin excavating once all the utilities have responded to say that they have been marked or that their lines are not in conflict, even if it's before your ticket is valid. So if, every, if all the utilities listed on your ticket either mark or say that they are clear no conflict, then you're good to begin digging even before those three days are up. So that's why it's important to check your positive response because it gives you a little, you can get started a little earlier than you're maybe planning on if you, if everybody responds appropriately. Always check the dig site to verify markings and make sure that all utilities have responded. If there's clear evidence of unmarked utility lines, it is the excavator's responsibility to make sure a second notification is made to 811. The, uh, you show up on site and there's pipeline markers or valve boxes or a, a line running off a pole into the ground and it hasn't been marked but you know there's something there it is your responsibility as excavator to make that second call to Tennessee 811 uh, you know it just just takes another couple minutes call it in as soon as that second request has been made to Tennessee 811 you may proceed with caution and use reasonable care to protect any marked or unmarked utilities so you don't have to wait another full 72 hours or anything like that. Just make that second call. Let them know, hey, there is something out here. They, it was not marked. Um, for whatever reason, they, you know, they didn't respond at all or they marked it clear, no conflict, but there's clear evidence there's something out there. Just make that second call and let them know. Once you make that second call, you're clear to proceed digging safely, which we should always be digging with caution. The safe zone or tolerant zone in Tennessee is the width of the utility plus 24 inches on both sides. So if you're 
you know, you, you have information that you're digging up a, a four inch water main. Well, then you've got four inches plus 24 inches on either side. So just make sure you know the width of your tolerance zone. Don't forget that you've got to add in the width of that utility. It's not just a basic four foot set. It's width of utility plus 24 inches on both sides. Um, you must use reasonable care when working inside the tolerance zone. And the best practice is to never use mechanized equipment near an existing facility. To expose a utility located inside the safety zone, use soft digging methods. Soft digging refers to a means of excavation that does not use mechanized equipment or would not cause damage to a facility. Hydroexcavation, while it is technically mechanized, is a type of excavation that is highly unlikely to cause damage to a utility. So, you, you know, we've all seen these big awesome vac trucks and the tow-behind trailers and the, uh, you know, with the big water tanks or even the ones that run on air. You know, they, we don't have you can get them without the water tanks that run on air. It just depends on what kind of dirt you're working in on how effective those are going to be, but they're great, great machines. Use those machines to dig out your tolerance zone around that pipe and, and dig out that tolerance zone because you don't want to bring your mechanized equipment into that util into that tolerance zone. Uh, then hand digging with shovels, while it is obviously more labor intensive, it's another great way to expose your utilities because you're when working with a shovel, although it's not impossible to cut a utility with a shovel, especially when you're working around a cable drop, something like that, it's high, it's more unlikely to happen. So grab those shovels. If you don't have a hydro vac, get those utilities exposed and let's, you know, just work safely that way. Um, exposing the utility with soft digging methods does not then allow you to infringe on the tolerance zone. Consider all possible alternatives to avoid using mechanized equipment within two feet of utility markings or exposed utility lines. So just because you get it exposed, maybe a foot on both sides, doesn't mean that you can then grab your excavator and jump in that utility that in that tolerance zone with it. You know, expose that entire tolerant zone with your soft digging methods if because if you you uncover that with your shovel uh, a foot on both sides and then you say the operator says hey get out of the way let me you know scratch back from there but then maybe they have a bad angle or a bad view or their uh, spotters not paying attention and they hit that line anyway guess what you still were using mechanized equipment in the tolerant zone and not using what they're going to be the term they're going to be looking for which is reasonable care while reasonable care may not be officially defined in the dig law that's the term they always use were you using reasonable care and if you expose something with a shovel then hit it with the machine anyway that doesn't really line up with reasonable care so let, let's use our heads let's use those soft digging techniques get that entire tolerant zone exposed then we grab our machine and get back to digging you know, it might take you a few minutes longer to do it that way. That's okay. Plan ahead. Plan that kind of stuff into the job. It'd be all right. All right. With that, guys, that is this week's Toolbox Talk. Uh, what contractors need to know about the dig log. Uh, be looking for the email from Judah. It's going to be, it should be out this morning as well. And it will have the questions attached. And you guys did a great job of sending those in electronically last week. And I loved it. So let's do it again. You know, email them to me, email them to Judah. Or email them to your safety guy, and he can email them to us, or however it might be. Um, and share, you know, share this email and share these toolbox talks with 
anybody else, even if they're maybe not a member, you know, share this information with them. Let's, you know, make sure everybody's on the same page and, and making sure our industry looks good. I know there's a lot of people out there that aren't NUCA members that maybe don't take it quite as serious as we do, and they make our industry look bad as a whole. You know, that was one of the points of discussion at uh, the Tennessee Damage Prevention Summit a month or two ago. Even T-Puck was in the room, and they heard us talking about that, and they said that's why they don't get a lot of complaints against people who they know are NUCA members because NUCA members take safe, safe digging and damage prevention seriously. So thank you guys for that. Um, I'll go ahead and start stop yapping. Uh, you've got the information you need for this toolbox talk. Uh, with that, guys, if you if you didn't hear the toolbox the not the toolbox talk but the podcast that got released at the end of last week, we had a great discussion with uh, the folks from East Tennessee and talking about how they got their chapter up and going, some things they want to see get going here in the state of Tennessee. Uh, had a great discussion with them about how they're handling COVID-19 on their side of the state. And then uh, their chapter president, David Hirsch, brought on a guest to talk with us about the Paycheck Protection Program. God, I think I stumble on that phrase every time, Paycheck Protection Program. And he did a great job. Jimmy Rodifer and his group at Rodifer Moss Associates uh, seem to have a very good handle on this program. So if you're looking for more information on it, go back and listen to last week's uh episode our east tennessee chapter update episode and you'll hear jimmy and uh david on there talking about east tennessee and the paycheck protection program they had some really good information uh and feel free share the podcast with anybody as well you know we want to spread our message and and get our info out there so uh share this around but other than that guys uh y'all stay safe out there and keep digging tennessee